Hello and welcome in. This is episode 15. Wow. Uh, seems like we've only just started last week. No, it doesn't. It seems like it's been like 47 weeks. It's been 15 weeks. Dragging on. It's actually been four, or 16 weeks, uh, except for our, yeah. our one week that we missed. So when are we going to do that double week? Do you want to just call this episode 16 and then we don't need to do a double no, week? No, we're going to do a double week. Oh. We're going to fix it at some point. No. The episodes need to equal the number of weeks. Oh. Anyway, we kind of got sidetracked just at the <laughs> beginning like uh, we always do, but I'm Trevor Coos. Uh, you're listening to the No Show Sports Cast. That was Mark with his genius idea of just skipping ahead a week. Hello, easy way out, my friend. Easy way out. That's Path always, of least that's resistance. That's always your idea. The easiest way out. Path of least resistance is the way I do it. So, this week we decided NFL draft is in the rearview mirror. We're gonna. St- we just had some rookie mini camps this past week. Yep. We're gonna start actually getting some off-season. Uh, who tore his Achilles? Someone tore his Achilles. Really? Maybe not. Way to bring that to the table with no other help. I'll do this. You, f- you, you work on that you while talk. I work on this. I'll figure this out. Um, So we, we figured... Lima Swede. Lima Swede. Ooh, it's too bad he sucked already. Big hit. <laughs> they got rid of Centennial Holmes. We'll talk about this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we figured we'll do a uh, fantasy extravaganza of sorts. I we throw that it. word around too much. I need to stop doing you that. You do... Both on air and off air, you say do extravaganza. Extravaganza. I do say that. We're just exciting people. We have lots of extravaganza. We do. I'm an extravagant person. I really am. Wow. <laughs> so we figured we'll do uh, two-part fantasy. First, part one, right now, we're about to get into some fantasy football, which... Let's not make this one last an hour and 20 minutes, right? No, no. It, 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 it won't. It won't. That was... To try to make up for the lost week in the first place. Then, right. But we're doing a double episode. Exactly. So deal with it. No, I'm in charge. <laughs> oh God, no. disaster. So before we get into some actual names and such, uh, we figured for those list, those few people that listen that don't know about fantasy football, mainly no one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just just a refresher course. Fantasy football has been around for a while now. It uh is much more played than fantasy baseball, I would say. There's uh Yep, probably. A it's like football uh, the NFL's watched more than the that. NFL has watched more and it's also it's e- it's more accessible for the everyday fan than fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball is, you know, especially daily leagues where uh you know you're having to switch pitchers in and out and make changes for people who are aren't in the lineup. Um in fantasy football, just the the one one week uh, and uh, or one one uh, time a week, and it it actually uh, or originated um, first uh, originally back in the '60s uh, with actually some of your uh, team's uh, right. uh, brass top brass some Oakland uh, right. officials mm-hmm. um, kind of had this idea um, to like draft a fantasy team and um however they did in real life uh would be how your team did and that's the basic idea of all fantasy sports and but but fantasy football really didn't pick up until like the mid 90s it really fantasy baseball kind of started to come more popular first and then when everyone started to get the idea of fantasy sports and like oh football that that would be a lot of fun and it kind of really blew up. Uh, originally, I, I, in my opinion, Yahoo was at uh, back in the day much more popular. Like, like seven years ago. Seven years ago, it's back in the day at this point. Um, but but recently, ESPN has kind of taken the bull by the horns and uh, dominates the market. There's you know over 20 million people a year play fantasy sports, and the vast majority of that comes from fantasy football. And um, as we were saying, you, you, know, you draft a team, however they do in real life is how your team does. And the one difference between fantasy baseball that we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago and fantasy football is that for football, there's actually points assigned per thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Whereas in baseball, there's generally, you know, however you do in 
runs compared to the other team or compared to everyone else if you're playing head-to-head or roto. Right. So in, in fantasy football, it's there's that much more uh, customization where you can... Nice. You, the word customization? Mm-hmm. You gave me a nice for customization? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. T- yeah. Whatever I can get, really. Um. So there, there are leagues that are known as PPR leagues, which is points per reception, and and there are other leagues that are that you just receive points per however many yards. You know, generally I would say it's a point per ten yards, or uh, sometimes there are leagues where it's twenty, and you ju- you get six points for a touchdown. For for the most part, although there are some leagues where throwing touchdowns are worth, there's just an an immense amount of customization. Right. Um. And it, it really is a ridiculous, ridiculous market. How 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 long have we been? How long has this gone so far? A little over five minutes. I think we need to make up for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, that seemed like it was. Come on. Let's move on to really? things. Yep. Well, uh, to start us off, um, there was there was one thing that I saw in the news recently that I'm personally worried about because in our 16-team dynasty football league, mm-hmm. I own a certain tight end. You own a few tight ends. I, I own three tight ends, but the one I'm concerned about plays in the windy city of Chicago. Greg Olson. Greg Olson of the Bears has been in the news a lot this offseason, ever since Mike Martz. I mean, you're looking at me perplexed. A lot, whatever, is is. Yeah, whatever. Is uh, Maybe know. I just ha- really haven't be- been paying attention to football news, so he could be... You could be whatever. Okay, well, I wouldn't notice, the, the the news has been that Mike Martz, as soon as he signed on to be offensive coordinator, has said tight ends in his system have to block. Unfortunate. Which is kind of what the problem was in San Francisco with Vernon Davis back in the day. Uh, back in the day. Right. A couple of years ago. So, Greg Olson, not really much of a blocker. No, he's, he's more a of a pass catch, catcher. He's a catch first tight Didn't end. Did he go to the U? He went to the U, yes. Yeah, they don't block down at the U. Not really. Jeremy Shockey, Greg Olson, those Kellen Winslow, I feel like he went to the U. Yeah. Those guys just they catch just, the ball. They catch the ball. They are warriors, though. They are warriors, at least so, one of them. I'm not sure which one. But. Warriors with staph infections. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I'm personally worried, and I, I think anyone who uh, has Greg Olson out there in – uh, keeper league or dynasty league should be worried as well, because I, I really think his value will take a hit, especially when you you look at what Mike Martz has said about the Bears wide receivers in Devin Aromashidu, Johnny Knox, and Devin Hester, mm-hmm. not to mention even Earl Bennett. Right. So there's a group of decent wide receivers there that Mike Martz has been going on and on about this off season. That he really likes. Um, so I think that we'll see a huge drop in at least Greg Olson's numbers. and uh, But it really remains to be seen. None of those wide receivers have really done a bunch of anything for an extended period of time. But, uh, I mean, Mike Martz, he hasn't done too well recently on the Lions and the Niners. Mm-hmm. But he is known as an off- offensive genius. So... There, there, I think there's plenty of fantasy potential uh, with Jay Cutler, the wide receivers, and maybe even with an improved passing game, a bounce-back year from Matt Forte. So we're starting at the bottom of the list and working our way up. That's how we're going to do this football section of the fantasy. Worst team's the best? Yeah. We could do that. Worst players possible to good players? <laughs> it's not the worst. How many interceptions did Jay Cutler throw last year? A lot. Like 27. Yeah, a lot. Too it, many. It wasn't that good, but... I mean, he does produce. He throw. He has big games. He's he's kind of you know the new Brett Favre. Jay Cutler. Yeah. He's no no. Like he's a cowboy. He'll throw. He'll gunslinger kind of guy. He's a douche. Yeah, he is a little bit. But Brett Favre was always loved. And I, by the way, I still like Brett Favre. I'll, really? I'll You're gonna just throw that out there? Yeah. There's so many people hating on Brett Favre. What what are you gonna do? I I think that the dude just needs to retire. I mean, I've been a fan of. He his. had the best year of his career last year. Yeah, but uh, I guess he, like had career numbers and he tied or bested like five of his like like he had the best 
completion completion percentage, the most the least amount of interceptions ever in his career. He had like his best year ever last year. Yeah, he can still play. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I think the the problem is, and it was Clemens that people do not appreciate when guys getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. And this isn't just fans. This, this is other. These are teammates as well. People do not appreciate when they don't want to show up for preseason. They just want to come out game one uh, and you know throw. Lots of people do that. I, I I would say that you know that it happens, but the fact that you know Brett Favre over the last couple of years has just completely foregone preseason. I don't even think he signed with the Vikings until week one of preseason or week Would two. Would you want to go to training camp if you were a 40, no. 42-year-old Brett Favre? No, but, you know, that's part of the game. You know, that's a requirement that you're you're signing up to play football. Apparently not. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, moving on. Is there a running back who went as far or as high as he was to as low as he is now besides Thomas Jones in the span of one year? You mean from last year to this year? Yeah. From over the off season? Well, throughout, like starting, I, I guess he wasn't that highly thought of the last off season. Right. But starting last year, he had an amazing regular season. Right. And then all of a sudden during the playoffs, it's like Thomas, Thomas Jones cannot find his way to the field. Sean Green takes over, and now he's backing up Jamal Charles in Kansas City. Yeah, which isn't good for Jamal Charles. Yeah, I mean, it is dangerous, but I'd say Thomas Jones definitely has a lot of wear on the tread if, to use the... Uh, I have one. You have a player? Yep. Okay. That, that fell further than Thomas Jones did. Oh, yeah? Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, there you go. There you go. That's that's actually replacing Thomas Lawyered. Jones in on the Jets. Yeah, lawyered right there. Uh, I'll, I'll completely accept that. All right, so let's bring some uh, structure to this. Sheboygan. What, what is Sheboygan? Is that a town? Yeah. I don't even know why I said that. Um, let's see. Who do you think is the number two running back in fantasy this year? Number two running Chris back? Chris Johnson's number one, right? Yeah. Okay, who do you think's number one? Well, I think Adrian Peterson could still be argued for number one. So who do you think's number one? <sighs> I'll probably still say... I'll lean towards Johnson, but I think... I, it's Chris Johnson, I think, and... It could obviously change because last year, no, Chris Johnson was nowhere near the top. Yeah. So I mean, this is it's so fluctu it fluctuates so much in yeah. fantasy football that you can never tell. But right now, I, I say Johnson. What about number two? I'd say Adrian Peterson e easily. I, I you think, think it's a clear number, a clear two. He, he fumbles too much. Who? Adrian Peterson. Okay. It's a problem. He he's, leads the NFL, I believe, the last couple of years in fumbles. Okay. And and some of them have been not only for a fantasy perspective. Where he's losing you points, like two, two, generally two points every fumble. Right. But like for his team, also, you know, there's been a couple of really key fumbles that have turned the game around, turned games around. And if he does that enough, uh, the Vikings might, you know, start to try to find someone, say, a uh, plowing running back from. Don't Stanford even start. Cardinals. Stop it. Just <laughs> stop it. No. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying he's gonna take that many carries away, but I think no. that if Toby Gerhardt can prove himself, uh, someone who can hold on to the ball, he might actually, at least in games that they need to run the ball, they need to run the clock out, like they're up, and and need to get some first downs. I think there might be some Toby Gerhardt on the field. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that Adrian Peterson cures his fumble, fumble, fumbleitis. You think so? Not completely. He'll fumble the ball because okay. everyone fumbles the ball, but he's not going to fumble it nearly as many times as he did last year. I, I guess that's fair. He's um, the kind of guy who does not accept failure, and he failed at at holding onto the ball last year. He's he. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to go out and say that he probably has been working on that all, all off season because he knows that it probably cost them a win or two and a chance at the Super Bowl. Okay, so um, he has 20 fumbles in his career. Twenty in his career. Yes. How? What about last year? Seven. Seven last year. Yes. That's not even that big of a problem. You don't think so? Nine. He had seven in oh nine, and eight and nine in oh eight. So he's coming down. I say he will have less than seven. Yeah. I I think he'll be right around there. I, I mean. So over under 
six and a half. I'll take the over. I, I think... I'll take the under. You, well, okay. First bat of the year. Hey! There we go. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Come on, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's still... It's, it's not going to be something like... They're not going to just take him off the field. I just think it's something to, to keep an eye on. Uh, I mean, he's still going to get you touchdowns. He's still going to get you yards. And I, I think he's a clear-cut number two, mainly because... Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, who in my opinion is number three on the list, uh-huh. uh, is just overused, doesn't have any help in Jacksonville. And, um, I mean, he's an amazing player. Like, if he, if you put Maurice Jones-Drew on the Vikings, I think he would actually outperform Adrian Peterson. Well, you are a crazy person. <laughs> Absolute crazy person. Adrian Peterson is the most talented running back in the league right now, you'd say you think he's more talented than Chris Johnson, but you. Chris you'd... Johnson is on a team that will run more. Okay. He no longer has Lendale White on his team, which wasn't really that much of a factor last year, but it was the year before. It was the year before. He is faster than Adrian Peterson, and and he can't run people over like Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Adrian Peterson can outrun people and run them yeah, over. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yes. With the exception of the seven fumbles, which I don't think is that many, um, he, he he's definitely the most talented running back. Okay, I, I guess I mean that's a, a fair opinion to have. I just think that Maurice Jones, for what he's done with the talent he's had around him, has been amazing. E- if okay. they were to ever get you know a decent passing game going there. And they have Mike Sims Walker now, but he he has had definitely some up and down uh, games last year. Um, but if they were to ever get a decent running game going uh, to go along with David Garrard, who I mean, there's a lot of David Garrard hate going around, in my opinion, uh... which is most of it is deservedly so. But you know, he, he's he's not awful. He, he's a serviceable quarterback. Well, serviceable is not going to get it done. And I mean, uh, no, I'm not saying from a fantasy perspective, but I'm saying uh, in regards to helping out Maurice Jones-Drew from like taking some pressure off of the running game. All right. So anyway. you think Maurice Jones-Drew is next? I'll go with that. I think it's close. But um, who do you think? Who do you think's fourth? We'll do top five running backs. Top five running backs. I, I think at, at this point is where it starts to get a little blurred. The top three, in my opinion, are set. Okie dokie. Uh, so after this. I mean, it's, it's Ray Rice, Stephen Jackson, Frank Gore, Michael Turner, Richard Mendenhall, D'Angelo Williams. Cedric yeah, Wilson. yeah. Um, this might be my Rams homerism kicking in. Probably is. Which is unfortunate homerism to have. Yeah, definitely. The last couple of years. Uh, but I think Stephen Jackson is gonna have a pretty good year. Oh, dokie. Given the improved offensive line, they they uh, got a big tackle in the second round to play. Uh, over on the right side uh, of the O-line. So that, along with Jason Smith, they have Jacob Bell uh, at left guard still, who has disappointed since uh, signing there. But is I feel like going through the Rams' offensive line is not a, <laughs> okay. a good use of our so, time. So improved offensive line, we'll say. Okay. I- improved quarterback play. Cause Debatable. Mar- over Mark Bolger, anyone is better than Mark Bolger. Who's going to be starting a quarterback? Sam Bradford. Okay. <laughs> I doubt that that's going to be any better. Okay. So, Mark Bulger's numbers last year compared to Sam Bradford's numbers okay. this year. Numbers are different than actual performance. No, numbers. That's what I'm talking about. He's going to perform better than Mark Bulger did. Okay. Having better numbers is not equal performing better. <laughs> what? It does. That's exactly. No, it doesn't. That's the... Winning is performing. Getting W's is performing. You can get good stats well, and not win. Well, then they're going to perform better than, again because they were the worst team in football last year. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure they're going to improve that much. Anyway, I, in my opinion, improved quarterback play m- might ha- will also improve quarterback play will also come in defensive line because Mark Bulger spent a lot of time on his back last year. That's how he likes it. It is, and a unheralded yet surprisingly talented receiving core. So who do you have five? Five? Probably Ray Rice. So Chris Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Reese Jones-Drew, Steven Jackson, Ray Rice. Yes. 
I am similar. I have Michael Turner ahead of one of those two. <laughs> Which two? He's in the top five. I don't Turner's know where, in the top five. I don't know where in the top five. Either four or five. On the S. Yes, outside, uh, past, yeah, it goes Peter uh, Johnson, Peterson, Jones, Drew, then either Frank Gore, and then for the other spot in the top five. So, did I say Frank Gore or Michael yeah. Turner? Michael Turner, I Okay. Um, Michael Turner or... Um, Pick one. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ray Rice. <laughs> of course you would, just to hate me. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ray Rice. So I'll say Ray Rice fourth, and then I'll say Michael Turner fifth. Okay. That's fair. I think Ray Rice might actually not see a decline in numbers, but he won't actually improve as to what some people might be expecting from him because the the Ravens actually added a lot of, of in receiving talent with Anquan Bolden. So I think they might actually go away a l- at least a little bit from the run this well, year. They could go away from the run and still he have more carries because they split it with Laron McLean yeah, last year. I mean, he's going to be really good. I just think that uh, that's been a team that was struggling with the pass somewhat with Joe Flacco and really not that many good receivers. Derek Mason probably being the best one. So who's your sleeper running back? Sleeper running back? Uh, can I pick C.J. Spiller? You can, you big homer. <laughs> um, it would be a bad pick, but you can pick him. It would be a pretty bad pick. So wait, no. Okay, I, let's put a C.J. Spiller bet on the board. How do you think C.J. Spiller is going to do this year? I, I don't know. I mean... Just for so from for some reference, we ha- in the league we talked about earlier, that we have a rookie draft each year where we draft all the rookies. You had the second overall pick. I did. Des Bryant went first. Unfortunately. You, you took yeah, you wanted Des Bryant. Yes. You took CJ Spiller second over Ryan Matthews. Yeah. And over who I am also gonna argue is better than CJ Spiller, Javid Best. Really? Well Javid Best is your boy. And he's according to Jim Schwartz, the feature back in Detroit. Really? Yes. The pick is looking really bad for me really quickly. <laughs> so le- now that you're out on this limb, I would like to take advantage. Okay. What do you, how do you think CJ Spiller is going to do? I mean... Why don't we just do... I'll, I'll give you your choice of either Matthews or Javid Best. And I say either one does better than Spiller. You can choose I'll one. take Spiller over Best. Take Spiller over Best? Yeah. Put it... Okay, so how? Points in what? In goal line in our league? Yeah. Okay. Because I think Spiller is a decent enough receiver. So is Javid Best. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, Spiller. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Ja- okay. uh, CJ Spiller for Javid Best. Yeah. Points. Points yeah. In, in, in our Dynasty League. Should we do a minimum games played because CJ Spillers might not play that much and Javid Best is injury prone? So we do like at least like 10 games played or 10 something. 10 games like that. played from both of them? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean... That's two wins for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> need to start picking on some of your weaknesses. So, Javid Best is my gonna get, is going to be my sleeper running back. Just for yeah, sure. you think? Um, yep, I'm all about Javid Best. He's going to be phenomenal this year. And some someone that we actually didn't talk about uh, last week when we were talking about the draft sum was Ben Tate. Yeah. Who, I mean, I, I personally, I honestly, I didn't know that much about him coming in to the draft, and uh, all of a sudden, everyone's all about Ben Tate. Yeah, because he's apparently going to be starting um, for the for the not Seahawks, that's Golden Tate for the Texans. Yes. Um, yeah, I like. I'm looking at those ESPN rankings, and they have Javid Best outside of the top 100, but they have Ben Tate at number 80. Uh-huh. That's ludicrous. Tate over over Best is ludicrous. Posturous and ludicrous. <laughs> Would you take Ben Tate over Javid Best? Uh, I th- I think the problem is. Oh, just say yes or no. They have they have Javid. They have uh, Ben Tate twenty six spots ahead of Javid Best. I wouldn't be surprised if either one outscores the other one, but I I think Tate has a clear path to carries. Although Kevin Smith is hurt uh, in Detroit right now. So if Best has a good uh, preseason? Javid Best is going to be, unless he all of a sudden vaults up rankings because he's now the starter. But according to this, they have him as the 44th best running back, 106th overall, 
if that's where he's getting drafted, if he's even getting drafted within 50 spots of that, he's going to be on every one of my teams this year. I really like Javid Best okay. this year. Yeah, I'm actually looking at ESPN's rankings as well and just noticed that Montario Hardesty is actually rated above Javid Best. Yeah, by three spots. That is ludicrous. <laughs> that is ludicrous. That Hardesty is... They really don't like Javid Best. They apparently. really don't. Over at the World Wide Leader. I'm actually starting to be more on your side on the Javid Best just because of ESPN's hatred for him. If I could bet anyone at ESPN, I, I would. They have him below Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson, Cadillac Williams, LT, Santana Moss, Steve Breston, Robert Meacham. I can't. Michael Bush. I mean, it's it's hard to... Michael Bush. All, all, the, all the running backs right above him. Lendell White. Yeah. Clinton Portis. They have him below Chester Taylor. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Whatever, Job- I I so I, yeah I'm I'm, I'm ESPN be- is crazy low on Javid Best. I'm crazy high on Javid Best. Yeah, I'm so a- I'll let you take advantage. Why don't you start naming some running backs that you think are really good and will be better than Javid Best, and I'll tell you maybe you can get a, another Javid Best bet out of me. Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, as far as goal line, our dynasty league scoring. Right. I'll take Reggie Bush over Javid Best. Reggie Bush over Javid Best. Yeah. Rated about 40 spots higher than Javid Best. Huh. By ESPN. Yeah, about 50 spots. To be more exact, my friend. Um. Yeah, and they have Reggie Bush rated only six spots higher than CJ Spiller. Uh, sure, what the hell? There we go. So Reggie Bush against they have Thomas Jones one spot behind Reggie Bush. This these ESPN rankings are whack. Yeah. Right now they need to. It says fantasy staff. It probably but it was just some guy. Intern Steve. People. Yeah, that's why they didn't actually put anyone's name on this because it's terrible. All right, so we've been going for a while on this. What? Let's. We've done plenty of running back stuff. Let's do a quick top five wide receiver, quick top three quarterback, and then move on to baseball. Okay, sounds good to me. So number one wide receiver. I mean, it's pretty clear in my opinion. According to ESPN. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree. He's he's. You a, don't agree. Don't disagree. Okay. Uh, he is a beast, beast of of, of a wide receiver. It's, yep. I mean, and if they actually have, if Ben Tate actually is a decent running back this year, and they have a running game, I mean, take some pressure off of him there. He he. I I think the sky's the limit for Johnson. Andre Johnson is good. Yes. We just said the same thing. I just did it in like 27 less words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next, according to ESPN, is Randy Moss. Yeah, I don't. I, um, that, I mean, you, so you agree Johnson's number Johnson's, one. I'll put Johnson one. Okay. Next, uh, we'll go according to them. They have Randy Moss, then they have Larry Fitzgerald, then Reggie Wayne, then Brandon Marshall, then Roddy White, Calvin Johnson, Miles Austin, Deshaun Jackson, Vincent Jackson. I mean, so, I, I'm I'm my might be biased here again with Fitzgerald on my dynasty team, but I I, I would take Fitzgerald over Moss this you year. Take Fitzgerald without Anquan Bolden and with Matt Leiner throwing to him. I I, I think that given an entire off season to to train, I mean the games that Matt Leiner has played over the last couple of years have been spot starts for an injured Kurt Warner. Right. You give him an entire off season to build some chemistry with. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. and you know they have some early Doucette and Steve Breston stepped up pretty big for the wide receivers last year, so I don't think that they'll have that much of a decline in overall production losing Anquan Bolden, um, and, and they have you know Chris Beanie Wells who will be have another year of experience under his belt, uh, moving into his second year in in the league. I I think Fitzgerald. I mean it, I I. Would not be shocked if he was not the second best scorer uh, or points wise at the end of the year, but I he's he's in my preseason number two. So you have Fitzgerald number two. Quickly, who's three, four, and five for you? I don't need to. Um, I'll probably go Moss, Marshall, and then Roddy White. So Andre Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, Brandon Marshall, Roddy White. Yes. 
So according, to, you don't have Reggie Wayne in your top five, who was fourth according to ESPN. I don't. And you moved the number six. So you didn't really go that. You switched number four and six, basically. Uh, from the dropped, ESPN. I, I, have, I dropped Wayne out. And yeah, moved yeah. Everyone up. Wayne was four. White was six. You just switched. I have Marshall four. Okay. So, okay. All right. So I'm going to, I don't, I think when you combine age, which I think matters for wide receivers because uh-huh. as you get older as, as a football player you sort Absolutely. of break down. Like that's why Randy Moss is not number two. Um, I think quarterback situation sort of I like Liner this year. He's on my team in the league that yeah. we've been talking about. I think he'll be good, but I don't think that it's... I think it'll hurt Fitzgerald a little bit. Okay. He's, Fitzgerald's really, really good. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's still just, in the top five. Yeah, He could have anyone throwing to him. He's the kind of guy where he could just be good. Right exactly. I think it bumps him down a spot or two. Okay. So I don't like um, Reggie Wayne in the top five. Yeah, I don't like I, I don't like Brandon Marshall in the top five. Really? Yeah. So my number two is gonna be Calvin Johnson because I think he has the best combination of age and talent left, and I think Stafford's gonna take a step forward this year. Okay. And I think the Lions as a whole are gonna take a step forward this year because they all had jobs. You're all best. in on the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I'm not really all about Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think he probably needs a couple more years. But Calvin Johnson and Javid Best are my boys this year. Um, so I'll have Calvin Johnson too. I'm gonna put Roddy White third because I think he has he has the best combination of age, talent, and quarterback play okay. with Matt Ryan. Um, and then so that's Roddy Four. White third. I'll put Fitzgerald fourth. Okay. And then I'll have. I already said I don't like Brandon Marshall and Ridgeway Wayne in the top five, didn't I? Yeah. I'll put I'll put Randy Moss five. Okay. Because I think he has still has a talent. And he has by far the best quarterback. So bet board. Okay. Brandon Marshall versus Calvin Johnson, goal line statistics. From now on, we're not going to be referring to it as that league we keep talking about. Okay. It's called goal line, everyone. Right. And it's uh, point per reception, twenty yards for one point. Six points for a touchdown. Yeah, that's basically it. Brandon Marshall, who is your which one? Four? Yes. Against my two? Yes. Goal line? Yes. Brandon Marshall, not in your top five at all. I don't see how you can turn this bet down. Right. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to. T- yeah. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that was concerning me was Brandon Marshall gets like 100 receptions every year. Yeah, he does. He's a, but, he's a reception. But especially. Calvin Johnson will get like 70 at least and be better by far in every other I, I think Brandon Marshall's... I, I don't think his value takes a hit at all moving to the Dolphins. The oh. one the one problem is for two games this year, he'll be playing Darrell Rivas. Right. That's the only problem <laughs> I see with, with the, the move to Which the Dolphins. Which is a big problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. He's already stated publicly that he's looking and, forward to the challenge. And he's probably going to get suspended for a couple games here. Because he's kind of a... <laughs> Can kind we of throw a in a stipulation if he no, gets suspended too late. for four more games? Nope. You already, you already committed. <sighs> Quarterback. Three top three top quarterback. Three quarterback uh, and then we'll be done with fantasy. We won't do an in depth unless you want to. No, we're not going to do another okay. player. It's too early. We'll do that once we get closer to the season. Okay. So number one, Drew Brees is up there. Aaron Rodgers, who has been Aaron Rodgers, out last year. yeah. Whatever. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I think it's pretty much those four. You could argue Shaw Rivers. Yeah, you could argue Shaw Rivers, but I would say that. It's between those four for our top three. Okay. So, what do you think? Uh, I'm 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 gonna continue with this. I mean, it's hard to pick against the Super Bowl champion. No, it's not. You, you're not gonna. Breeze isn't your number one. Mm, Breeze might. is my number one. Well, that's because he's ESPN's number one, and you're. I mean, I, I, I slave think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will continue to improve, and I, I I'm don't, not even picking Aaron Rodgers number one. Really? Are you like picking that. someone out of the? So is Brady, you're picking Brady because you're a homer. How am I a homer? I don't even know. I don't even like... Um, so, I think Rodgers and, and Breeze will be close for one and two. I think Breeze might regress a little bit, but I, I still think their offense is really quite amazing. Peyton Manning, number one. Peyton Manning, okay. I, I see that. Uh, you know, maybe with a healthy Anthony Gonzalez. Anthony Gonzalez, Miles Austin, Pierre Garçon... Austin, Austin Colley. Austin Colley. That's who I meant. <laughs> I got the mix up all last year too. Yeah. And Reggie Wayne, who's getting older, but he's still pretty good. Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. So yeah, I'll say Peyton Manning number one. I'll say Drew Brees number two, and I'll say Tom Brady three. 
No Aaron Rodgers love. Nope. Okay. Um. <laughs> so yours is Manning, Breeze, Brady. Manning, Breeze, Brady. So how are we gonna work in an Aaron Rodgers bet? Because I think it's well. Pretty- you need to finish your rankings, my well, friend. Well, okay. So are you just gonna you- go with ESPN like you have been this entire time, or are you gonna actually make <laughs> I an opinion? I have not gone with ESPN. This I, we should time. we should not show you ESPN next time and see how it goes. <laughs> I, I think Breeze, Breeze and Rogers are a very close one and two. Okay, and I'll probably. I, I mean, Manning and Brady are really close. They're both getting up there in age. Pick. It's tough. Um, I think because he has the better go-to receiver. You pick Tom Brady. Yes. So let's put a Peyton Manning board on the bet. Bet on the board. Bet on the board. <laughs> uh, so Peyton Manning. Uh, you have Manning first, right? Right. Um, how about Manning versus Breeze? One versus one. How about Manning versus Rogers? Wow. Okay. No. One versus one. How Why? That? You you don't have Rogers in your top three, and you have Rogers. You don't, I don't have, have Manning, Manning in my top three. Yeah. You, Rogers number. Yeah. Yeah. But you have you have. I have Breeze second. Yeah. So I like Breeze this year. You, but you think Manning will you be better? You have mad than Peyton Manning hate going. Home <laughs> I do not have. This is a logical bet: Peyton Manning versus Aaron Rodgers. I I have bet. Aaron Rodgers outside of my top three. You have Peyton Manning outside of your top three. It's a logical bet. Fine. I still think that I'm everyone's gonna... been picking Breeze first this year. You picking him first is by no means a stretch. So it's not. So good. You say Manning versus Rodgers? Yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll be that close. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, do we even need to deal with tight ends? Nobody cares. Nope. Dallas Clark is good. <laughs> Moving on. Dallas Clark versus Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis. Yeah, he's been amazing. He was amazing last year. Okay. Yeah. Dallas Clark versus Vernon Davis. I'm not saying I would take Vernon Davis. We're running over now. What so do you mean you wouldn't say you'd take Vernon Davis? I'm, I was just throwing it out there because there was the only other tight end. Oh I could my pick god, you were relevant. such a backtracker, such a backtracker. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. Unbelievable. We'll be back with baseball after this as we continue our all fantasy sports episode. Once again, music from the Music Alley by Mevio. Uh, go check them out. They are good people over there providing us some pod safe music uh, we'll be back with part 2 after this Episode 15 of the No Show Sportscast. I'm Trevor Coos alongside Mark Ling as we're getting into some fantasy baseball. And to start it off, I wanted to bring up someone who pretty much just had an awful start today. I you mean, always drop stuff up, drop stuff on me. You've made a habit of this. What? You come coming up with things and just laying it on me without telling me beforehand. Roll with it. Come on. I, I'm I'm rolling. All no right. excuses. Play like a champ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I never made any excuses, my friend. <laughs> Go. So, Johan Santana mm-hmm. today against, you know, a decent Philly offense. Decent? But, okay, good. Very good de- Philly's <laughs> offense. But three and two-thirds innings, eight hits, two walks, ten earned runs, and only one strikeout. That's quite a few earned uh, runs. Are are you worried at all? I mean, Johan has, has been... On, for the most part, he had one bad start against a very bad Nationals offense. Am I worried about the Johan Santana? This, Yes, moving forward. Uh, moving forward, uh, I don't think so. This year, I don't think so. Okay. I feel like he's sort of off to a slow start. He has lots of strikeouts like he always does. Yeah. He doesn't have a terrible whip. It's 1.29, which is decent. He has a pretty a bad ERA for Johan Santana, 4.5 on the right. season. He has 29 That's strikeouts. Actually, he, he nearly doubled his ERA with 
today's start. So I mean, right, yeah, exactly. It's still early. ERAs can yeah. be adjusted like exactly. that. Exactly. So yeah, he, he gave up ten earned runs today. Yes. He has seventeen now in the season. Yes. So, yeah. He, so this start obviously in the numbers. He gave up fifteen earned runs between the two starts, uh, Phillies and Nationals. He gave up five earned runs against the Nationals back on. Uh, so he's had two bad starts. Yes, he's had two very bad starts. And four good ones, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I mean, he hasn't gone too far into. He hasn't. He hasn't reached the eighth inning at all. So uh, the Johan, yeah, Johan Santana is not going to be the number one pitcher in baseball, like he was for like five years in a row, whatever right. it was. I mean, he wasn't last year. He wasn't last year because wasn't he, he just coming back from injury or wasn't he? I think he, he got hurt at hurt? one point, like every other Met. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, like every other. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be a good pitcher. He'll be a top fifteen pitcher, top yeah. twenty pitcher, you know, he, for the rest of the year. But he, he'll have bad games like this every now and then. Especially yeah, he's definitely falling uh, from the graces, and he has another uh, tough start this coming week against the uh, steamrolling offense of the San Francisco Giants. Oh my goodness, you are such a homer. <laughs> um steamrolling offense. <laughs> I knew I was going to catch you with that. Terrible. <laughs> um so uh a couple other pitchers um looking forward to this week. Uh, a couple of top pitchers have two starts. So for uh, those of you playing in some fantasy leagues, you're talking about Clay Buckles. I'm not talking about Clay Buckles. You sure? I'm sure. The ace of the Red Sox staff, Clay Buckles? He, he has been the ace of the staff, unfortunately, for the Red 2. Sox. 2.19 ERA. Don't no, but I'm, I'm mentioning, uh, I'm meaning to bring up uh, Ubaldo Jimenez and Tim Lincecum. They both have two Those starts guys are okay. this week. Ubaldo will actually be pitching... In Petco Park for one of those against the, the Padres. That's good. It's always good. And he'll be taking on the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine and the other one. So, so Ubaldo's got a good week. He's got a good week. Uh, what are your thoughts thus far this year on the Ubaldo? Um, he's had a phenomenal year. He has. Obviously. Because it's he's a little bit of fantastic numbers. He had the no-hitter. Which right. included six walks. Um, Still counts. It's a no hitter. It's a no hitter. But it's with six walks. Yes. Which definitely tarnishes it. Because Jonathan Sanchez no hitter, where Juan Uribe messes it up on an error, and that's a year no hitter. That's that's almost a perfect game. That's a legit no hitter. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I Ubaldo Jimenez is obviously really good. He has the best birthday ever. Um, <laughs> he. He is a really good pitcher. He's an ace. He's a top yeah. 10 pitcher, unquestionably. I could have traded Grady Sizemore for him earlier this year in our league, but I didn't. Um, I obviously, it was the, it was like the week before his no-hitter. Yeah. Um, that was a mistake. But I got Giovanni Gallardo instead, so I'm okay. Anyway, he's 5-0, and 31 <laughs> strikeouts, a 7-9 ERA. His whip is actually higher. At 105. 0.79? 0.79, sorry, yes. So I will, for the first six starts of 2010, I will take Ubaldo Jimenez over Tim Linscombe and put it on the board. (laughs) Funny, very funny. Um, I suppose that could change this upcoming week depending on their six starts because they both only had five. But See? uh, No. Oh, you you so down on Tim Linscombe. (laughs) It's It's ridiculous how much you're down on Tim Linscombe. Tim Linscombe does have more strikeouts uh, at at 43. Right. That's quite a few. He's only 4-0, though. Oh, my God. Only 4-0. He does have a better whip but a, a higher ERA. So, yes or no? I mean, I I know. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, I mean, are we talking about five stats? Saves, obviously, or innings pitch. Innings pitch. Why? Well, who has the advantage there? Uh, I don't know. Actually, they've been they've gone about the same. Linscombe has not had a complete game so far. Um. Um. Ubaldo, I think Ubaldo has the slight advantage, probably. Um, but yeah, I I mean, Linscombe has a .82 whip, a 1.27 ERA. I don't think either of those ERA or whip could change enough in one start. 
Unless one of them really got blown out. This you just said that ERA and WHIP could change a lot from Johan Santana's 10-run thing. Well, if they get blown out like Johan, yeah. Or but they pitch a no-hitter, it'll go down by a lot. I, I don't I don't think... Uh, I mean, 1.27 is already really low. Fine. I didn't know you were so down on Tillinska this year. <laughs> um, in be- at best, he could only tie at wins if you... Let's get a trade done. What? Trade me Tim Linscum. No. This is not a productive use of the podcast. What do you want for Tim Linscum? Your firstborn child. Well, <laughs> um, I don't know if he's available. Okay, so moving on, I suppose. Uh, I, I guess let's talk a little bit about uh, Clay Buckholz. Let's do it. I mean, you, you, you brought him up. He, he's, he's been amazing. He has He's only 2-2 two and two on the year. But his two losses, I mean, um, I actually I'm looking at his stats right now, and I, I suppose he gave up some unearned runs against the Rays because he shut them out through five innings and got the loss. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at that game right now. Five innings, three hits, four runs, zero earned runs. Okay. Four walks, seven strikeouts. Yeah, he he um is this last game against the Blue Jays. Was his by far longest start of the year. Made it eight innings. Um, you know, I think he, he he's always had he's always been considered a top pitching prospect. Right. Um, and it was always a question of is there gonna be room for him in the rotation? You know, how how long before he hits that stride? And I think, you know, we've really been seeing. It's still early, but he has played a couple of good offenses in the Rays and the Rangers. He lost against both of those teams, but pitched very well. Right. So. Probably his two best starts of the year. Yeah. He were the losses. Um, Yeah, I, I think that uh, Clay Buchholz is, is, is very good. I, I, I think that it's unfortunate for the Red Sox that he's their best pitcher so far this year because I uh. think they weren't expecting to have to be relying on him like that. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, moving forward, and he actually, this upcoming week, let me see if I can find, um, he, he, I believe he just recently pitched, so he won't have two starts. He, yeah, I think he's pitching tomorrow. Is he? I feel like he is. I, that might be someone else. He's on my team, and someone on my team is pitching tomorrow, and I feel like it might be him. It is It is Buggle. So he'll have two starts. Um, he is playing the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim tomorrow. And uh, we'll be taking on the Yankees. So on here, the here on uh, ESPN's sixty feet six inches column, we'll use ESPN because it's by the, the mothership. Right. They rank the pitchers every week, and this is uh, Tristan Cockroft. I think he has Buckholz thirty ninth among pitchers. Really, up from forty fifth uh, a week ago, and this okay. was before his latest start. I think against the Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Maybe not. That might not be true. But um. So they have him right below James Shields, Javier Vasquez, Jonathan Sanchez, Ryan Dempster. Yeah. And right above Kevin Slowey, Ted Lilly, Jair Jurgens, Chad Billingsley. Okay. Would you take any of those guys over Clay Buckles? Name the first group again. None, De- the people below him? No. Ryan Dempster. Uh, I would take Buckles. Javier Vasquez? Uh, Buckles. Vasquez has been awful. Jonathan Sanchez? That's, I mean... Maybe Buckles because Sanchez walks too many guys, but Sanchez has been really good for the Giants. Um, I'm gonna this year. Uh, what? This year. This year, yes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sanchez, but barely. Okay, and uh, James Shields. I mean, he Shields is one of those guys who's really good. Always puts up good numbers, but I just for some reason just don't like him that much. He's he's a very unsexy pick. Uh, I, I I will take Buckles over Shields. Uh, yeah, Buckles. Buckles over Shields. Let's ch- let's see Jonathan Sanchez's numbers here. <laughs> oh no! I imagine he's probably been better this year because I feel like I remember him doing well. Um, they're pretty close. Sanchez has more strikeouts. Yeah. Obviously, that's what he does. He has 37 strikeouts in 29 innings. That's pretty good. 2.48 ERA to 2.1. Eh. So, uh, Clay Buckholz versus Jonathan Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the rest of the year, you mean? 
for the whole year. The for year, the whole year. They're pretty close right now. Sanchez, I mean, Sanchez. For, so five five stats. Yeah. Innings pitch replacing saves. Yeah. I'll take Sanchez on the year. Okay. Yeah, put that up there. Um, done and done. Moving on. Buckholz is taller. What? Clay Buckholz is taller. Congratulations. You're welcome. Um, Did you know, can you uh, guess what side of the plate Clay Buckholz bats from? <laughs> uh, the bench. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna guess lefty because I'm asking you, you wouldn't bring it up. Otherwise. Yes, he bats left and throws right. Uh, like a certain San Francisco Giants pitcher. Um, I don't know what you're talking Tim, about. Tim, let's go. Well, all those crazy young flamethrower aces <laughs> do it like that. Uh, so one more pitcher that uh, I want to talk about before we move on to some hitters. Uh, uh, and this is a guy I warned you I was bringing up. It's, it's the new. Still don't know who you're talking the about. The new ace of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh. Uh, Jaime Garcia. No, not the ace of the St. Louis Cardinals. The ace of your team. <laughs> yes. Jaime Garcia. Jaime Garcia. Um, he is a 23-year-old left-hander. Uh, he has not had that much experience. In the I'm majors. Definitely getting Jaime Garcia bet out of you today, by the way. Are you? <laughs> definitely. Um, he uh, has started. He's been so good this year. He's been so good. So amazing. All year. All year, this guy, this kid has been ridiculous. Um, so Mexico. He's from Mexico originally. He can't be called the Mexicutioner, though. That's been taken. That's okay. We'll find something else for him. He pitched some in, back in 08. Called the Mexicant. Uh, um, he only started one game, though, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed all of 09, basically. He started a little bit in the minors at the end of the year, but missed all of 09 from Tommy John. Okay. And uh, is now back. And I'm not sh- I mean, we could th- throw that this idea out there. Is it just Dave Duncan working his magic again? Or do you think... I mean, is it just a hot start, or I mean, what are what are your thoughts? Obviously, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I wouldn't have brought him up otherwise. Let's let's get this bet out of the way, and then we can talk, <laughs> then we can talk about him. I'm, this is all I'm thinking about right okay. now. Okay. So, would you rather have Jaime Garcia or? Play Buckles. Probably Buckles. All right. Um, Would you rather have Jaime Garcia or Wendy Rodriguez? Not knowing Wendy's uh, stats at all on the year. Um, let's see. Wendy's not had that great of a year. Okay. Well, he is on the Astros. We're talking five stats again? Yes, indeed. Uh, Yeah, I'll take Jaime over Wendy. All right. Put I will take Wendy. Yep. Okay. Let's, let's keep then. going. What about John Lackey? <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to get... <laughs> before Jaime blows up this week against the Phillies... Uh, John Lackey. John Lackey has not been that good this year. No, he has not. Um... That's that's tough. Um, we're talking full season stats. Yeah, including the year. Yeah, including what's happened. Including to this what's point. already happened. So yeah, Jaime has the advantage has on the these advantage. guys. I'm talking so about. basically, you're saying from this point on, John Lackey's four five ERA. Has you got to stop putting stuff in front again, of me. I keep kicking it. Kick over my garbage can. That seems like a w- <laughs> weekly ritual at this point. <laughs> you took my gun away. I don't know what, I, what, <laughs> what to, to do with myself. At this point. I can't. Can't shoot me with darts anymore. <laughs> um, I like how it's your gun, even though I. Per- uh, okay, I'll take I'll take Jaime over over John Lackey. All right, good. I, I feel like uh, you think you're getting the advantage there for some reason, but I don't entirely see uh, the John Lackey uh, Express all of a sudden coming back. Good. How about Jake Peavy? <laughs> let's let's leave it there. How about Jake Peavy? I don't want to regret it two months from now when Jaime Garcia is back in AAA. Jake Peavy. I'm just going to read Jake. read you Jake Peavy's numbers real quick. Uh-huh. I know he's been awful. You'll be amazed. 7.85 ERA. I know. 1.81 whip. I know. 0-2 on the year. 
Jake Peavy versus Jaime Garcia. <sighs> so good. Yes. All right. Yes. Are That's we done now? Three wins for Mark. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna regret that. I believe you are, my friend. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any hitters you want to talk about at this point? Well, I didn't really. I, don't, I, tried I, I The reason I did all those, I don't necessarily like the guys that I took. Yeah. I, I like Wendy because he's on my team. But you're basically I, saying Jaime I, Garcia will not continue his pace. Basically, he, he'll be good because Dave Duncan, but he's, he, no. He, he, what is he? I think he has like 17 strikeouts and eight walks or nine walks or something like that, which is good. Yeah. But it's not as good as he should. I'll say right now he's not going to have a 1.04 ERA at the end of the year. Bold. I know. You are nothing if not bold. I know, right? Hitters? Hitters. You got anyone you want to bring up? I do not. You don't. Thanks. I can... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, give me a second and I'll come up with someone I want to bring Um, up. How about the... um, The Derek Jeter. The Derek Jeter, always, uh, you know, we do have a bit of a New York bias here at no, we the show sports. No, we don't. Derek Jeter, he's been off to another rip-roaring season. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of boring at this point to talk about Derek, Derek Jeter being really good, in my opinion. ESPN, according to Trishan Cockcroft, has him ranked above Troy Tulowitzki. Wow, that's ridiculous. One spot, 18, okay, Derek whatever. Jeter, 19, Troy Tulowitzki. That's not that big of a deal, I suppose. But Number two, Hanley Ramirez. So that's how the shortstops go. Oh, Rollins is probably in there somewhere. I'm looking. Rollins is apparently below, below both of them. Because he's been hurt. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I'm glad that we brought that up. <laughs> yes. That was fun. Well, very worth it. So what do you, what's next? Um, We can move... On to our in-depth player. Oh, I'm I'm excited for this. Or are you excited for your I'm in-depth player? I'm so excited for this. Uh, it's not often that you talk about a royal. Although, no, it is pretty often that we talk about royals. Royals aren't that bad. They're individually, not that bad. Individually. As a team, they're they, absolutely They seem terrible. to have this funk of losses. But fantasy-wise, there's a lot of value there. Um, I mean... Maybe not in the win column for a fantasy-wise. There is value there. Yes, I'm okay with that. Not a lot of value, but it's you know. yeah. I mean, Chris Getz has some stolen bases early on. He spent fifth, the last 15 days on the DL. Right. Just got activated today. The executioner. The executioner. Alberto Cayaspo is the reason why. Okay. Alex Gordon is in AAA now. Cayaspo yep. will be taking over the hot corner. Billy Butler. Billy Butler is always Billy Butler. David DeJesus has had a good year this year. And uh, Scott Podsednik, not. Scott Pods. Not necessarily doing anything other than running, but really that's enough. That's He runs. That's pretty much all he needs. Minor leaguer Eric Cosmer has been off to a, re- a good start as well. Yeah. Uh, Mike Montgomery, if we want to continue talking about minor right. leaguers. Matthew Mitchell. Matthew Mitchell. Danny Duffy doesn't play baseball anymore. Danny Duffy does not play baseball anymore. Uh, <laughs> anything but else? <laughs> the one guy we haven't None of mentioned those. yet. None of those are the None people. of those guys are the in-depth player on the day. We're going to be talking about Zach Granke. Yep. Uh, we should come up with a nickname for Zach Grinky. He has a, such a sweet name with lots of Z's and K's. I feel like we'd come up with a good name. Lots of Z's? One is a lot of Z's. How many names have... Okay, more? I'll allow that, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, generally, if something's a lot, there's multiple. But More, more than zero in this case is okay. a lot. I'll, I'll allow that. Um, he is the ace pitcher, 26 years old, for the Royals. He uh, was in the news, actually. He was one of the first uh, of these recent trend of this recent trend of uh, ball players stepping away from the game, and what, where what? he he actually took a year off, um, had apparently uh, serious uh, depression problems and other personal problems that he had to deal if with. If I played for the Royals, I'd have yeah, depression I would problems have depression too. As well. um, <laughs> so many jokes there. Yes. Yeah, but uh, since coming back, has been, you know, in one word, amazing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Last year, he won the American League Cy Young Award, didn't he? I feel like I want to say that. Um, he, yeah, he did. He was yes. super good. He had a 2.16 ERA, 1.07 whip in 229 innings with 242 strikeouts. He was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 
He's fantastic. He's on my team. This is why I want to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, this year, he's off to another great start. 2.27 ERA, .98 whip, 33 strikeouts in 31... No, in more than 31 innings. In 39 innings. Only 7 walks. He's off to another great start. The problem is that he's 0-3. Yes, that is the problem. He does not have a win this season, despite having a 2.27 ERA. And just real real quick, it's not unprecedented for Zach Ranke to have such a low ERA like this. Last year, he actually uh, won the uh, ERA Champion Award. They, they keep a list, Okay. Uh, baseball does, of lowest ERAs on the year. And Zach Ranke clocked in for the American League at 216. So he actually... Oh, in the American League? In the American League. At a 216 oh, cool. ERA was, was the there lowest be, in the league. There has to be some minimum innings pitched, I would imagine. Yes, this, yes. Right. for starters. Right. I'm not sure what the exact requirements are, but uh, it, it dates all the way back to uh, the beginning of last century. At, uh, they started keeping track. It was in, the lowest ERA ever? Or just every the season? Every, uh, for the right. season, okay. yeah. Um, there are guys, I mean... I'm sure there are guys that have had lower ERAs. Yeah. It's been a lot of years I mean, Pedro Martinez only a couple years ago... Uh, Back when he was with three hundred strikeouts, that was with your year. Red Sox. Huh? Back in two thousand, Pedro Martinez had a one seven four ERA. That was a crazy year. That was a pretty. That was that was pay, that's that's the Pedro that all, everyone always compares to as the best pitcher for his prime. Yeah, and that that's yeah. Anyway, the year he had three hundred strikeouts. Three hundred strikeouts is ridiculous. I would like to also point out that we're awful at staying on topic for our in depth player. Who cares? I, I don't. Nor do I. Okay. That's all that matters. Yeah. So uh <laughs> So I'm the the one thing I've saw and I wanted to quote is from rotoworlds.com, the website that I look at, and uh it's a stat that says in Grinky's last eighty five starts, he has a two point eight seven ERA in five hundred and forty innings, and his record is just thirty two and twenty seven. Yeah, that's With an ERA that low awful. That's above five hundred. Which is good, he, I suppose. Yes, which is better than he what had the Warriors half, have been in that span. Yeah, he had half of those wins last year. Yeah. He, went six, he, had, he had 16 wins last year. Yeah. But the what put the icing on the cake for me at this time was that, was it today or yesterday? Might have been today. He had a, he went the distance. He threw a, an eight-inning complete game. Right. Shut, one, one run shutout. Yeah. Not a shutout. <laughs> one run complete game. Um, go I, feel, I always say I always say one hit shutout. And yes. I said one run. Yes, you know, you it's know, fine. You feel me? Yes. So he only went eight innings because the Royals did not require the other team to play a ninth inning. Because um, the Royals didn't score a run. The Royals did not score a run. He got the one to zero loss. He threw eighty-seven pitches in eight innings, allowed one run, and got the loss. Basically, a masterful performance. That's going to go down as L in the record books. Yes, and. It's preposterous. It's a travesty. The Royals have responded. A pro- it's not presumably, it's a travesty. It's a travesty. There's worse things that could be called a travesty. Okay, but there's different levels of travesty. Okay, it's a slight travesty. Okay, <laughs> it's no, it's a modest travesty. <laughs> it's a, as far as travesties go, it's not that horrible in the yeah. realm of life. But in the okay. realm of baseball, this is yeah, about no, as... the, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so the Royals respond presumably I'm going to say to make the awesome Zach Greinke happy by sending Alex Gordon to AAA yeah once number one prospect in baseball well he's been awful offensively so they're I mean they're trying to get their best bats in the lineup Alberto Cayaspo and Chris Getz have been significantly better than Alex Gordon this year yeah Alex Gordon has been super disappointing he's been like Delman Young yeah number one prospect soon. except worse Except worse, yeah. Delman Young is actually <laughs> has is, value. Which is then there are other number one prospects like Steven Strasburg and Jason Hayward who are going to go to the Hall of Fame. Right. So there's those guys. So you know. Surprised I haven't gotten more ridiculous Jason Hayward. To take them. <laughs> throw them at me. I'll take them. You can you can think those up while we'll, I rant about Zach Greinke. We'll save that for next week. Zach Greinke has been abused by the Royals. <laughs> I think that's a good note to end on. Okay. That's a perfect note to end on. All right. Uh, so this has been episode 15 of the Next Show's Sportscast. If you want to email us, even though Mark would like you to not do that. Don't. No, you. Uh, no Show's Sports at Just gmail.com. using us for our awesome, the four and a half people that listen. Just using us for our awesomeness. I'm okay with that. Contribute something. Yeah. What you, you're okay with that? Getting used for our awesomeness? Yeah. I got enough to go around.
You haven't? Okay. <laughs> well played. <laughs> uh, our blog can be found at uh, noshowsports.blogspot.com. Uh, for those of you that do want to contribute something but don't want to email us, you can always write a review on iTunes. It helps us out uh, greatly if uh, we get some decent reviews or bad reviews. I, I Just write a review. Just any, anything. Just to show that there are people out there who yeah. care. We're not doing this for you and I. We're not. Well, we well, are. Kind of. We but, are, but we would like to not. Yeah, no. We could just text us and you probably have our phone number. If yeah, if you're listening, you probably have our phone numbers. You can just text us and be like, good job. Good job. I like this week. Uh, so. Would you say your phone number right now? On, on no. Why? No, because it's it, there's too much uh, uh, potential for. There could be some random person listening, which. You think the no random offense, person. No offense to whatever random person might be listening right now. But I just I don't want to give out my phone number. There's enough awesome, awesomeness of you to go around. You can't just give out your phone number and lend some of the awesomeness. There's not that much awesomeness. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You just <laughs> said there was more enough. Not enough to give out my phone number. Come on, Mr. Awesome, let's hear it. No, no, no. Can I give out your phone number? No. I know your phone number. <laughs> I can cut it out after we record this. It doesn't matter what you uh, say. that's so. <laughs> um. So anyway, as we continue, You're a snake in the grass to sign off. And still talk. Uh, only it, you can only get signing off and talking at the same time. <laughs> only here at the No Show Sportscast. Sign off and talk. Yes. Uh, so episode fifteen in the books. We'll be back with episode sixteen next week. Uh, as I said, email, blog, iTunes reviews. No phone numbers, unfortunately. Here. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. That always works, depending on. Uh, candy grams. I like candy. There you go. Uh, if you really want to contribute something, would you like to give out your address? No singing grams. <laughs> uh, okay. My address is 2150. Yeah, That's not even the right number. Good job, though. All right. Episode 15 in the books. We will be back next week. And uh, we're going to let Musicali. Uh, I haven't picked it out, but we're going to let them play us out right now.